Wednesday morning. This, this is Wednesday, right? Wednesday morning. Wonderful time to be here and enjoyed very much this morning. Thank you, Brother Vogelpohl. Thank you, Brother Wells, for all of that. And Brother Wells was saying he's mistaken for, for JFK. That's, that's pretty cool. I was mistaken for a Walmart employee once. Uh, I think it was because I came in after church and I had a tie on, you know, and, and some little lady comes up and asks you, where's the peanut butter? And I, I like to point to the far corner of the store and say, over there, all the way over there. And uh, you got to have a little fun along the line. Amen? Take your Bible, if you would, and open it up to the book of Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four. When you find that, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 14 this morning and read to the end of the chapter and then just give you some some things that I hope will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 14, it says, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we can be here this morning. Lord, thank you for the encouragement, the challenge that we've heard. Lord, I pray that again, as we look into your word, you would use it in our hearts and lives as only you can. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to I preach to you this morning for just a few minutes on this idea, the importance of giving. The importance of giving. Now, I understand that this is Wednesday morning and this is Bible conference and all the rest. And everybody here, you know, we all give everything we're supposed to give and we all give it with the right attitude and the right spirit and all the rest. But I just want to remind you of a few things that, of course, you already know and you already have settled in your heart. And you have no need to be reminded of. You know what I've learned over over my long, 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 long life? I'll be 60 in August. Oh, yeah. Brother Marshall understands. <laughs> you get there faster than you expect, don't you? And then 70 and 80 and 110 and what? Not, not, not yet, not yet. But you'll be there very, very soon. Amen. As, as we all will. What I've learned over all these years, and, and I am near death now, but what I've learned over all these years is that the stuff you think everybody has already figured out and settled, usually they don't. That's, that's what I've learned. And so I want to just, I just want to preach you a little bit about the importance of giving because quite honestly, it affects everything else in your life. It affects everything in your walk with God. 
It affects how you look at everything. It affects how you look at your ministry and the ministries of others and the ministry of your church. And it affects everything. So we'll just jump right in here. And I want you to see, first of all, the heart of the givers. Now, you know that here in the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul and the inspiration of the Spirit of God is writing to the church at Philippi. And the occasion is, well, he's thanking them for sending them, sending him a care package. That's what's going on. And, and he covers a lot of material, a lot of wonderful truth. And, and I've preached out of this book here many, many times. And, and it's wonderful and it's exciting. The whole book is exciting. And then he gets down to the end and goes back to what it's, uh, what the whole purpose of the thing is. And that is that they've sent Epaphroditus and he's brought some things to meet the needs of the Apostle Paul. So they are the givers in this instance, the church at Philippi. And I I want you to see the heart of the givers. First of all, they gave out of love. They gave out of love. Look at verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last, your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. He's writing and saying, thank you for what you've done. You gave out of love. And by the way, love always results in giving. It's what John 3.16 is all about. For God so loved the world that he thought about, no, that he gave. You see, when there's real love involved, there's always giving involved in the process. They gave out of love and they gave to meet a need. Look back at chapter 2 in the same book, book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse number 25. Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. So here's the church at Philippi. They love the apostle Paul and they give for him and they give to meet his needs. He's in prison. He cannot go out and get the things that he needs. And so they give to meet a need. Now, quickly, we're, we're going to move along fast. They gave as unto the Lord. Remember in your giving that your giving, although it must to be, it must be to something or someone, you can't just say, I'm going to give to God and throw your wallet in the air. If you're giving to God, you have to give to someone or something with the idea that it is giving to God. That's the only way you can give something to God is to give something to someone else and in so doing, give it unto the Lord. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, says, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. So they are giving. They're giving out of love. They're giving to meet a need. And they are indeed giving unto the Lord. When you see it that way, it helps you to give and feel better about it. You know, when people get upset at church and they decide they're going to leave uh, a year or so before they decide they're going to leave, what do they always do? They stop tithing. They stop giving to missions. They stop putting money in special offerings. And instead, it always makes me nervous. When we're in a church somewhere, uh, Brother Rudolph, it makes me nervous. When we're in a church somewhere, they've taken up a love offering, you know, and, and they've been very kind and very generous. And then somebody comes up to me afterwards and says, I didn't put this in the offering. I just want to give this to you. 
do you not trust the offering? Do you not trust the preacher? I mean, why would you feel that? Do you just want me to acknowledge that you're the one that gave me this $10 or what? And if you're going to go all that trouble, make it a thousand. Amen. I will acknowledge that. Don't slip me a one and give me a little wink. Amen. That that was a freebie. I just threw that in there. I'm not, I'm not hinting. I'm not doing that. No, no. No, it, it, it makes me a little nervous. It makes me think that for some reason, this is outside of what the church just did, and, and this is from me. Well, okay, that's nice. But you ought to be giving it as unto the Lord. Well, I just don't know what they're going to do when I put that money in the offering plate. Well, give it to God, and then what they do with it, God will take care of. And if the church misuses it or does something, don't, don't worry. God's going to take care of that somewhere along the line. He will. Don't, don't, don't think that you're that special. Amen. Just go ahead and give it as unto the Lord and trust him. Well, you know, I'm going to give to a missionary, but I'll just do it personally. Well, why don't you just trust your church to do that? They'll do that. Just go ahead, put it in the offering. If you want to designate it, designate it right on the envelope, right on the thing. Do whatever you feel like you need to do. But you give it unto the Lord. And then if somebody, listen, the missionary may not always spend the money you, the way you thought he was going to spend it. It's true. He might decide to buy something for one of his kids that they don't even really need. Just because he's their dad or it's their mom or or they had a birthday. They might spend a little extra money on this or that or the other thing. And if you knew that's what they spent your five dollars on, you'd be furious. Why don't why don't you just give it as unto the Lord and then trust God to take care of that? And he will. He will. Sometimes you spend money on things you don't really need. Me too. We all do somewhere along the line. So you can't, you can't predicate your giving on how you think somebody's going to spend it or what they think you think they're going to do with it. Or, you know, I'd give it to the church, but I think they're just too extravagant and they should only have single light bulbs hanging from those chains. And, and so I'm just not going to give anymore. Well, shame on you. Give is unto the Lord. And when you give it to the Lord, then you can trust it to be taken care of. So we see the heart of the givers. But now I want you to focus on this because I know many of you in these morning sessions, you are in ministry of some sort in various different kinds. The heart of the recipient. Look at verse 17. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. He's not thanking them for what they've done out of selfishness and trying to get more for himself. See, he's not, he's not trying to enrich himself. And the reason he's thanking them, he's not saying thank you. And at the same time, got one hand out saying, give me some more. He's not saying, you know, thank you for, uh, thank you for letting me borrow your vehicle. Uh, boy, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. You ever had somebody thank you that way? Thank you for this. Now, what else you got? He's making it very clear. That's not what I'm doing here. 
Uh, I'm not trying to get more stuff from you. The heart of the recipient is to be thankful for what God has provided without becoming selfish and wanting to enrich yourself. Matthew chapter 6, verse 20 says this, But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where, the, where thieves do not break through nor steal. You see, not only is it not out of selfishness, but the desire is that fruit abounds to their account. Not that more fruit abounds to my account because you gave me this stuff. and No, because you gave and you gave it as unto the Lord and you gave it out of a right heart. Fruit's going to abound to your account. It'll be to your account. Praise God for that. I think we'll be surprised when we get to heaven. Who gets credit for what? Because we think we get credit for this or that. And it might be somebody over here who, who gave that last little bit that made the project go and the thing happen and, and kept you on the field for another month and kept the ministry going and kept the lights on and this and that. And, and fruit that abounds to your account. That's the important thing from the perspective of the recipient. Make sure it's not out of selfishness that you're thanking people. And by the way, now this is just, this is a freebie for you as well. Don't rob someone else of a blessing by being too spiritual or too humble to receive what they are trying to give you. Don't do that. You see, it's a blessing for them to be able to give to God. And in so doing, by, by giving to you, they're giving to God. Don't, don't pretend that you're too spiritual to accept that. Thank God for that. You don't know what purpose God has in putting that on that person's heart to give that and give some large gift to the church or the missionary or whatever it is. No, you you take that as from the Lord and don't be so humble that you rob somebody of a blessing of trying to give to God. There are times when people will come up to me after a, a meeting somewhere and they'll give me $20 and say, here, just just buy ice cream for your family. You know what we do with that? When somebody does that, we, we put it back in the offering. No, we don't. We buy ice cream. Amen. <laughs> you know why we do that? Because God put it on somebody's heart. I, I just, I, I don't have to give this. It's not a big deal. I just want to give this little extra just so you can do something a little unusual that you wouldn't do every day. And, and here. I'm, I'm giving this to God, go buy ice cream. And we go buy ice cream. Now I'm hinting, amen. <laughs> praise, praise the Lord. You, now, now you go buy the ice cream. Don't, oh, no, no, I can't take that. What did Jesus say when the widow threw her mite in the thing? Oh, <laughs> we can't accept that. You can't afford that. Here, take it back and let me give you 10 more dollars on top of that. No, no, he didn't do that at all. They took it, right? And he said, she gave more than everybody else. Why? Because she was giving. She was giving to God out of an honest heart, out of a clean heart. Don't, don't pretend you're so spiritual that you can't accept something somebody wants to give you. And don't turn it into a competition. Don't do that. Oh, you gave me this. Now I got to give you this. And then I gave you that. Now I'm waiting for you to reciprocate now. Well, it never ends somewhere along. Sometimes you can just say thank you. Thank you. We needed that. We appreciate that. When, when Liz was uh, diagnosed last year with cancer, last summer, and 
and we didn't know what was going to happen next and all that and strange things were going on and uh, out of the blue a, a church that we that we had not been to in a long long time they sent a check in the mail to us and and the truth is we needed that we didn't ask anybody we didn't say anything they just they felt like god would have them send it to us and they did it and it was at the right time and it was what we needed what a blessing we didn't send it back and say, no, 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 don't do that. We said, thank you very much. You'll never know how God just used you. God just used you to meet a need that we were going to have. And God took care of everything. Isn't the Lord good? Don't be too humble to accept what God is sending to you through somebody else that he spoke to their heart to give you. Don't do that. Then we see, finally, the heart of God. Why is giving important? We see the, the giver, we see the recipient, but then the most important focus is the heart of God. Look at verse 18. But I have all and abound, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell. Now look at the last part of verse 18. A sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. He didn't say, well, this is well-pleasing to me. Oh, he thanks them. He, he, he encourages them for what they've done. But the ultimate thing is, this is pleasing to God. What you just did was pleasing to God. Right from the beginning, God shows his love for us by giving. It's part of the nature of God. And when we're saved and we become new creatures in Christ, and we have that new nature, it should be part of us as well should be part of us as well that that desire to give to others and for others and for the work of God even if it's rejected even if it's not appreciated well you know I I gave that missionary an extra hundred and fifty dollars and and I I haven't heard back from them at all is that why you gave it to them so they'd send you a little plaque with your name on it, the $150 club of, you know, June. I've... Really? You want them to waste $75 of that on a stupid plaque and send it to you? So you got to put it on the wall? No. If you were waiting for a, for a, a big old thank you and a pat on the back, shame on you in the first place. Shame on you. God is pleased when we give, and it doesn't matter if it's accepted or rejected. The idea is we gave to God, and God is pleased. Sometimes gifts are rejected. Sometimes things you offer to people are rejected. I've probably told you before, but it's such a burden on my heart, I'm going to share it again. We were in, we were in uh, Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. The vacation spot of the eastern United States. Just outside of Pittsburgh, really it looks a bit like Beirut, Lebanon. You don't want to go downtown. We accidentally did that one night. We were looking for somewhere to eat and the sign said downtown and we headed downtown. We found There's nowhere to eat downtown. No, you, somebody might eat you if you go downtown. So we turned around, came back and everything's all boarded up and scary looking and graffiti everywhere. And, you know, it's an old steel town that, you know, the plant moved out and it's abandoned. And the only people who live there are people who can't go anywhere else. 
It's just a rough, rough place. And everybody's moved up into the suburbs up on the hill and all the rest. But we were on our way out there to Alquippa. And when we're there, we always stay in the, the little house attached to the church. A little prophet's chamber deal. And we stopped at a Walmart to get some stuff to put in the refrigerator because we knew we were going to be in this little prophet's chamber and they got the refrigerator. We're going to be able to make what we need. And and so we stopped at Walmart. The snow was falling. It was February. It was beautiful. Big old soft snowflakes. So everything's quiet and lovely. And and there's nothing as romantic as a Walmart parking lot with snow falling because the lights are on, you know, and the big old flakes are coming down. And we went and we got our stuff and we came out of the Walmart and, and we're loading it up in the van. And and I surprised my wife. I, I was just going overboard and 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 she turned around and I handed her a beautiful long stemmed red rose. And she, and she took it and she threw it on the ground. It was like she just threw my heart on the ground and stomped on it. I was devastated. It was close to Valentine's Day. And she still claims to this day it's because there were already tire tracks on it from where I picked it up in the snow. But that is not the point. It's not about the tire tracks. It's about the giving. Amen. (laughs) I had some of you there for a minute, didn't I? I You You were turning on her. I could see it. I could see it. And and it had been run over once, but only once. And only across the stem and the leaves. I was looking good when I handed it to her. You see, it's, it's not about whether or not it's received. It's about whether it's given. You can't do anything about the reception of it, but you decide to give. The same thing is true with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You heard it this morning. You can't force people to listen and you can't force people to accept, but you still give. Just like God gave his son, knowing that he would be rejected and despised and most people would have no use for him whatsoever. He gave anyway. And that's what he says we're supposed to do. You see, God is pleased because it's part of his very nature to give. And then finally, God supplies their needs. Look at verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, again, this this passage, this chapter, the whole little book is so full of such wonderful truth and wonderful verses that we take them out of context and we forget what they really go with. We, we do it to verse number 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We pull it out of context and slap it on everything from wallpaper to coffee mugs. And we take this verse, number 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So go ahead and put yourself in debt so far that you'll never see the end. Because God will just supply all your needs and he'll pay all those thousands and thousands of dollars of interest that you didn't have to pay in the first place. If you hadn't gone in debt up to your eyeballs. I'm smiling at you because you can't get mad at me if I smile at you. So we'll just spend and spend and spend and spend and spend. And don't worry, God's going to supply all my needs. That is not what he said. There's a context here. And the context is. Because you're giving, God's going to give to you. Now, you don't give. This is not the charismatic 
stuff off of late night television where you send in your seed gift of $1,000 and God will give you $10,000. There's a theological term for that. Fooey. That's not true. That's not even in your Bible. It's not there. But what is in there is that if you give the way God wants you to give, God's promise he'll take care of your needs. He didn't say he'd give you all your wants, but he said he'll supply all your needs. Because you've given and you've honored him and you have pleased him in so doing. Luke chapter 6 verse 38, familiar verse, twisted, misapplied, cold and, and, and violated. But it's a wonderful truth. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. Again, that's not some goofy, charismatic foolishness. It's just the same old principle. God says, you give, and then I'll make sure your needs are met. And I'll take care of you. You know what giving really comes down to? Trusting God. Really. It's trusting God, because when I give what God has given me, because God has put it on my heart to do so, can the same God not give me enough to replace that? Listen, he gave it to me in the first place. Everything that you have, God gave to you. We think we earned it and we, we deserve it and it's ours. No, not really. God used other people to give you, whether it was your boss at work or whether, whatever it was, God has had others to give to you so that you can give to others and then God can do it again and again and again and again. And he just keeps doing it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we could be here this morning. Lord, I pray these simple thoughts would be a help and an encouragement because the truth is, Lord, none of us, none of us really give like we ought to give. And Lord, I know the passage is talking about physical material things, but I don't think it would be a violation if we applied it to spiritual things as well. You've called us to give the spiritual things that you've given us, to give out the truth that you've given us. God, you've called us to give ourselves. And if we do that, the rest of the giving really is simple. Lord, just help us today to get our minds set on giving ourselves to you and to your work. And we'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.